What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Runner from the Offs Rays podcast show. It's, it's been a it's been a, a moment. We've been waiting so long to do this with us three. Um, I just want to introduce ourselves. Uh, me going first. I'm Sebastian Alvarez. I've been a Rays fan since Longoria's rookie year. Um, I've been I've been through the up and downs, ups and downs, and you know, honestly, I'm just glad that I'm here enjoying probably one of the more greatest years in franchise history within this span of several years. Um, but yeah, my Twitter handle is CastleHill814. If you guys want to give me a follow, I'd love that. Uh, Jeremy, you're next, man. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm Jeremy. Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, at Wadini, at W-E-D-3-N-I. Uh, been a Rays fan since basically around 08. Didn't really get into it until like a few years ago, simply because as I got older, I more, more and more got into baseball. And uh, I love baseball. And I'm also enjoying probably one of the best seasons we've ever had. Ethan, Ethan Penn, the GOAT. What is up, guys? Don't have a Twitter just as yet, but I will be getting one. Uh, you know, same boat as the other guys, fans since 08, probably before. Uh, obviously, I wasn't old enough to follow it as much as I am now, but I'd say probably the greatest team that we've had so far through the stretch of baseball. And, you know, we're in the the 2019 postseason signed Chaz Rowe jersey. Can't wait till he's back. Oh, no, I can't. He's out for the year, though. That kind of sucks, though. All right, so got to talk about it. Had to talk about it. Tyler Glass now. We've gotten bad news. Uh, uh, well, good news that the Tommy John surgery went successful. Obviously, that's, that's news you want to hear, but we might let the guy go. We might have seen Tyler Glass now, his last game versus the White Sox, which is a win, a great win to see. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we could either non-tender him or trade him. We were close to trading to him to Chicago, to the Cubs, for either Craig Kimbrell or uh, 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 KB, which honestly I would have loved grabbing one of, the, one of either players. KK was also linked, prospects obviously linked always since we have a deep farm system. But – Reading that creeped me out, and all of a sudden, Mark Topkins said that we might not might not even pick him up with his next two years, which are arbitration eligible, right? We're gonna have to pay him fourteen million within the next two years before he's a unrestricted free agent. So there's a lot to think about, but honestly, I don't think he stays with the Rays. I think he's gonna either be traded or non-tendered. I suggest them to trade them because we obviously want something in return. Um, but the thing is, what do we get for him? Because there's going to be a highly risk for the opposing teams where his injury is going to freak them out. Will he throw as fast as he did prior to the Tommy John? Which I think he can because he's a freak athlete. He has the height. He has the competitive level. Honestly, I, I, want, to, I want to see what they're going to do with him this offseason. Um, but at the same time, stay patient because Tommy John takes a long time. What do you think, what do you think about it, Ethan? Um, I hate to say it. It might be an unpopular opinion. I think immediately when he was showing discomfort and he tried to rehab it, they should have just shut him down. Um, I mean, you look at what's happening Tatis right now, Padres in a close playoff race, you know, they might not shut him down. Uh, but yeah, glass now, you know, right when it happened, I would have personally shut him down, gotten that surgery. Maybe he returns at the end of the year, but I mean, yeah. you delay it a you know, couple weeks, almost a month. I mean, and it, it affects everything. I think they thought he was going to have a speedy recovery and, you know, come back being the ace. But even if you think about it, he's not going to eat innings. He's coming back off an injury. And honestly, I think it was the reason why we didn't pick up an arm at the deadline. Well, at the same time, you can't blame them because, look, when he had that bullpen session, obviously it didn't go well, which is the reason he got TJ. But 
there, there's many sides. I wanted to trade him, but, you know, I obviously want him on a team, but maybe, you know, within Rays, when it comes to the upcoming, upcoming players you're going to have to pay, you know, what do you do? Because thankfully we have the depth. What do you think, Ethan? What's the future of Glass now? Or Glass now, at least. Um, I personally want him to stay in a Rays uniform. Um, but I mean, say what you, you know, see what you can get. Maybe, you know, Daz comes back or, uh, you know, from the Olympics and, you know, he turns out really good, but, uh, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta really see, to be honest, I want to see him in a race uniform. I mean, you look at race starting pitching, you know, throughout the year, Snell has a big year, you know, re-sign same thing with pricey. I know we shipped them after, but I think the Rays are really good at knowing what's going to happen with their future pitchers. But, uh, I hope they're right. I want to see him. I hope they're right. Jeremy, what about you, man? Um, and like Ethan said before, um, I think he was spot on with that. I think we, I said this on Twitter before, uh, the day after he got injured, it was announced that he was uh, more than likely missing the season. I said, shut him down for the rest of the season. Try and see if he can throw during the offseason. Because best case scenario, he doesn't, he's most likely ready for spring training or at least ready sometime in next year instead of all oh, missing next year. But we saw this with Mike Clevenger. They, you know, he got injured, tried to pitch in the postseason, made it even worse, and he's missing all of this year now. And the Padres – Jeremy, I got to ask you – I got to ask you real quick. Do you think the Rays, with everything going on, having their good season, do you think they were a little too excited and, you know, they do, they wanted to see what Glasnow could do, you know, not having the surgery? What do you think about you that? You can't blame them, though, right? And I'm sorry to interrupt, but, you, again, you can't blame any of their actions. Because no. where they are right now, the AL East race, it's going to be a tight race. You can't blame them. It's like, you know, you, that's our ace. That's a, that's a Cy Young starting pitcher. I mean, right. But, I mean, you but know. Dude, it, like, come on. It, I mean, could, but, it could cause understand. complications down the road. Yeah, it's but Tommy John. The thing is, a big, big tear, small tear, that's going to lead to TJ. Jeremy, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, it's fine. Um, Eric Neander, or ne- ne- yeah, Neander uh, he's our GM. He said, you know, they went into the deadline thinking and they went into the deadline um, telling themselves most likely Glasnow is not coming back. Mm-hmm. And they said Glasnow does come back. That's a bonus. So they went into the deadline already basically knowing he was going to be out. That was before they knew about Tommy John, though, and that was mostly just them seeing if they can get him back. Um, yeah. Well, they, could, they, they could definitely keep him. Keep him. There, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough because he's gonna want money, and I think the most likeliest of outcomes is us keeping him twenty twenty three and probably trading him at the deadline. Yeah, I um, think it's. It also depends on how, how his rehab goes because rehab is what counts towards everything, right? It's same story with Chris Sale, right? When prior to his surgery. He was he was getting kind of crappy, right? And that's when the Red Sox were like, you know what? Let's let's shut him down. Get the TJs, you know, give him time. But how will that go with Glass now? Because he seriously focuses and he counts on his speed a lot. He counts on that curveball a lot, and he's definitely counting on that sl- on his slutter because I he calls it a slutter. I'm gonna call it a slutter. Um, he has so many pitches that needs to count on speed and movement. Right, Tommy John, that, that could become a liability for you within within the time you get back, basically. 
So it's it's going to be huge risk. Uh, I mean, I, I think another thing that no one's talking about is I think Kyle Snyder without Glass now is really confident with our pitching rotation. Mm. And I think a lot of Rays fans, you know, would like Glass now back. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you got a young core of really, you know, young good guys right now. I mean, McClanahan's looking really good the past couple starts. You know, running fastball, big left-handed arm. I think Snyder really likes his core right now. Glass now would be a bonus back, but I mean, maybe, you know, you get some up and comers, you know, through the farm system and let them shine. I mean, it's a really interesting topic and we just have to see what comes out of it. Well, that that's basically why we didn't make a trade in the trade deadline because there's two sides of it. The 50, 50, you could definitely blame them and not blame them for making a trade due to the depth, due to the farm they, system. Yeah. What were we going to say to him? We have incredible depth and there it's without a doubt that, they had offers and they tried to, and like I said before, they tried to get Scherz, they tried to get Kimbrell, they tried to get all these different guys. Mm -hmm. But what they were saying in return was, we don't want to part ways with like our future because these guys are like, they're developing so well and they look so well. And you don't want to, yeah. like, it's a risk because you don't know if you're going to resign them at the end of the year. We and these guys are going to get you more service time than the ones you're going to trade for because they're going to get you like about three months. And a lot cheaper. And if it doesn't work out for you, then you just traded your future, a part of your future for a guy who, yeah, it was cool to have him for a couple months, but he didn't, re he, you, you guys didn't get the result that you guys wanted. Yeah, well said. Right. Well, I think one thing with the Rays is I think the last thing we have to worry about is our pitching. I mean, best, you know, ERA in the AL for bullpen, you know, best overall, e, you know, ERA in the AL. I mean, you don't really need to worry about pitching, but I think it goes into our next topic, getting Nelson Cruz at the deadline. What a move for the Rays. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a great move, but he, he I, I don't know, because you tell me that it's a slump and I agree, but like in, in a race like this, thankfully, Randy Rosarena stepped up. Thankfully, Warner Franco is stepping up big time because he just had his best series in his very young career. So far, that Boston Red Sox series, sweeping them, he played decent def defense. His bat was there. He had extra base hits. He tripled, double. Uh, he didn't hit a dinger, which is fine. Warner Franco just gets base hits, the singles, the stolen bases. That triple was clutch to his energy, him just tap fucking hitting the fucking base. I was like, let's fucking go. I jumped out of my chair. And that just got me hyped up because that that reminded me of Willie Adamas, except I do think Warner Franco is going to have a much better bat, right? But, but, like, you specifically picked up Nelson Cruz to hit left-handed pitchers, right? He Twice against left-handed pitching, he went 0 for 4 when a left-handed pitching starter starts the game. 0 for 4, twice. One against Montgomery, and then the next stop against another left-handed pitcher. is like, then why do we pick you up? Are you just another Willie Adamas that can't hit the drop? Because career-wise, you are amazing at the drop. But, like, now that you put on that Rays uniform, like, you know, thankfully we swept the Red Sox and we picked up our, our AL East uh, lead back. But it's like, you know, I, I want more, bro. Like, you, you're one of the – you're probably uh, track record-wise the best designated hitter out there. And you're hitting a batting average of 184 against us. You're not slugging good. Your OPS is way below the league minimum when it comes to your 10 games with the Rays. He did get injured. You know, he missed, like, two games and stuff. But then, like, in clutch situations, he hasn't done much. Like, we saw the games against Chapman. I understand. Your foot's injured. You have a foot contusion. contusion and all of a sudden, you're subbed in, so subbed in to 
face uh, Chapman the first game, you didn't you do nothing, you strike out. Or and then I think he struck out, right? Or was it that he walked against? No, he he struck out. And then the second time, it's back to back because you already saw him the first night. You know, at least you have the advantage of seeing him the first night, but you still couldn't do anything. You strike out against Chapman again right after Wander walks. You know, it's like clutch situations. You're 41. You've already hit a clutch home run in Minnesota versus Chapman. Before, remember when Donaldson hit the homer and then Dan Nelson Cruz hit the homer to win the game from Minnesota? It's like, we fucking need that. Minnesota's not a playoff team. We are. We need that bat. Hopefully, it's just a slump. I think it is a slump. Jeremy, we, I think it's just, it's way too early because it's only been, how long has it been? It's only been like 10 games. It's only been about yeah. weeks. Um, it's, it's definitely too early to uh, start freaking about, about Cruz because, mm-hmm. you know, Slumps happen. We saw Lau go on a big slump earlier on, but slumps happen. And uh, Cruz is such a big bat, and we need that to happen. And I'm very confident he's going to show out. And I'm very confident he is going to, like, as as he as as he, uh, you know, slowly gets used to Tampa. I think he's going to do really good. Um, I mean, I don't know if he you know, will be amazing. But with him, I, I, I really think he's going to do good and we'll, he'll be just fine with us. And uh, against against lefties, though, uh, it was obviously a struggle to see that happen where he just didn't do anything, especially the uh, at-bat against Chapman in his, uh, when he was injured. Hard to watch. But, you know, I'm very confident that he's going to be fine. Um, and we just have to, you know – Time to tell you, we got two more months, and I'm, I'm very confident he'll be okay. I want to add something about Cruz and why I think he's struggling a little bit. I talked to it uh, with Sebastian off camera. He's not swinging at the first pitch. Go look at Nelson Cruz's at-bat since he's been a Ray. There has been so many first pitches in the zone for him to hit. He's not showing aggressiveness. Even if you go back to that Chapman strikeout, the count was 3-0 when he started off took two fastballs down the middle, fouled one off, and then struck out on a slider. I don't think he's being aggressive at the plate. Um, and I think, you know, with his slump going on, I think, you know, when you're in a slump, a lot of hitting coaches tell you to just go out there and swing at pitches, you know, really get the field to swing. I think he needs to be more aggressive. But, I mean, even when he's struggling, look at the Rays' offense. You know, 14 run against runs against New York, and then you go into the next series, first game against Boston, eight runs. Lau, since Cruz has been on the team, excelling. Wander, since Cruz has been on the team, excelling. You're looking at a guy no matter what, you know, succeeding at the plate, slump, you know, whatever this is, he's going to make the lineup better because you're not, you know, going to focus on all these guys. You're going to have to focus on Cruz, Lau, Meadows, Arozarena, Margot, you know, good hitters. Dude, but at the same time, like in this period, this span of time, Onwards, going to the playoffs, because I think we're, we're going to the playoffs, right? We're going to go. I hope the slump ends at the right time, and I hope he fucking boosts up where he ends the year with 30 home runs. I want him to end the year with 30 home runs. Maybe. Well, you know what? Tonight, John Means on the mound for the Orioles, left-handed pitcher at a away ballpark. I'm going to go on on a limb. Nelson Cruz is going to have a big night tonight against Baltimore. We fucking need it, bro. I just want him to see him succeed, man. We gave up. Two good pitchers that are MLB ready next year, right? Like you know, Joe ready right now, arguably. Dude, yes, great Olympic showing, 
Well said, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, do you guys think we gave up a little bit too much for him, or was it just right? Because what if we yeah. do pick him up next year? The, Let's just say thing, we- those are two guys. Like we played us, we we uh, we paid a steep price to get Cruz, mm-hmm. and it looks like two guys. But Drew Strotman, uh, I think that's who we traded, right? We traded Drew Strotman, right? Yes. And and Ryan Strotman, I'm not worried about. Honestly, uh, watch me be wrong with my negativity. But Strotman, I'm fine with giving up. But Ryan, it's like, dude, imagine that Shane Boz and that Ryan duo in rotation with us. It's like that would have no. been nasty. But it sucked to see him go. But we had to pay the price. Juice Strotman's very underrated, and that's why I hated giving up because I I I really like Juice Strotman. And I think he was gonna, uh, like, I think he was gonna be like a bottom of the rotation player because I don't think he was ever gonna be better than McChain or Boz, right? Or any of those guys but play a really key role in those like four, like as a five, uh, five hole in that uh, rotation. But I really liked him personally. Um, giving up Ryan sucks because he's got such a good fastball. His fastball is so elite. from an Olympic game, yeah. They aren't as good. They aren't that great. But that fastball is so elite, and even if he doesn't work out as a starter, which I don't know if he would have worked out in our rotation because of how deep our pitching is, he could have the bullpen. Yeah, is that the bullpen? That's exactly well, what I was going to say with Kopech too. That's exactly what they're doing. That we could have done that with Ryan, right? And we, well, Co- well, Kopech had a little bit of injuries going on. I think that's why they he came off TJ too. He did, but and uh, he's, I mean, I'm going to go into it. Sorry to cut you off. I'm going to go into another point. I already talked to Sebastian at it. Um, if the Rays would have made a move right at the deadline, getting a starting pitcher, do you see a guy like maybe Yarborough, maybe Fleming get moved to the bullpen for a little extra added depth with how the Rays Yarbrough bullpen has been injured this year? Yeah, I like my- Yarborough in a bullpen because of the soft contact he, he he enforces. I would have loved him in a bullpen. I like him in a bullpen because, but he could be an inning eater in the bullpen, like a two three I- inning you know stretch guy, not like a back of the line like set up closer guy. Right. I. Uh. I don't I, – I hate to say it, but I don't remember too much of the 2019 team just because that was a whirlwind of emotions. But um right. remember that much of the rotation. I remember it was Morton, Snell, uh, and Glass. Now, I don't remember who the other two were. Or it was Torino's, and I don't remember who was the last one. But I remember Yarbrough did spend a good amount of that uh, season being our bulk inning eater where he wasn't in the bullpen. He wasn't in the rotation. He was there the you guy go. he put in right after. He would throw – he would give he us like – opener guy. He even did that in the postseason when we were at home in game yeah. four. Well, I mean, there's a lot to say about Yarbrough. Honestly, I feel like this year he's not having a breakout year the way you wanted him to. He's not having the best year. You want someone like him that enforces soft contact and a really heavy contact major league that era that we're living in. Um, doesn't have I think you still fun. appreciate him on the race. You don't see him going yeah. anywhere else. I, I mean, because we, we got him out of nowhere from Seattle, and you know, he, he's been consistently on our rotation. We're using him and all that. He's going to pitch tonight against a, a very bad Baltimore Orioles team. Although, I, I think I like Mount, I like Mount Castle, I like Cedric Mancini. Mancini owns Yarbrough. Last he time he played him, two absolute bombs. I mean, it's going to be interesting, yeah. But I mean, for Yarbrough, I I don't know if he stays with this team, you know, because he lost his arbitration case this offseason. Does he want to move to earn more money? Can he? Yeah, there's definitely teams that could definitely use him, right? Like maybe the Los Angeles Angels, um, who already have a great left-handed pitcher in Patrick Sandoval, because he's having a great year, Patrick Sandoval is. Um, but, 
you know, that's also why you also have to defend Rays not making a trade for a rotation guy. That's yeah, right. Dude, they have so many pieces they can move. Dude, they can yeah. base Jeremy. What were you gonna say? He's he's tough because he he you know he's not gonna get you the strikeouts and. You know what? There was a start against Philadelphia where he really surprised all of us, and he was just striking oh, out yeah. everything. Right? Yeah, I do remember that. Now that you said that, but you know, he's never been a guy. He's a guy who's going to get you innings, and he's he is having down here this year. You know, he actually had a he actually low key twenty nineteen. He had a very good year, and even right. and mainly because he did struggle in the beginning, and everyone was like, "Oh, please send him down and everything." And they sent well, him down. He was more of an opener that year, right? That's when he had what I think eighteen or nineteen wins that year. Uh, he had eleven wins in twenty nineteen. He had sixteen. Year? Yeah, there we go. Six. Yeah, he he had one really really breakout season when he was our opener. Um, but if you look at his exit, you know you have four point two four in twenty nineteen, and then last year, Arch no, he had a three point five five. Uh, yeah, in twenty nineteen. But either way, you know this year's a down year, and he's right. it's it as he's he's getting unlucky, and you see them like it. There was a star against Boston at the end of, at the uh, beginning of the year. I was like, the 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 hits are that he's allowing. Like it looks Soft like contact. That, yeah, we could pick getting, it up at any time though. He could pick it up at the end of the year. It's it's a, it's it's frustrating to watch Yarbrough because he's 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 definitely he's got the skill to limit the soft contact and he has, but then this year if you look at his stats, he's his home runs his home runs for nine innings, you know. In in 2018, he was only allowing about one. 2019, it was he was allowing less than one. 2020, 2020 last year in the short season, he'll do it. He was allowing about 0.8. This year, it's jumped all the way to 1.4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's a lot. You know, with a, a guy that you know pitches to contact and has a low contact rate, if you're not locating your spots, you're gonna get shelled. And that's what I think. That's what I think. That's what has uh, been his issue this year. I don't think he's. I don't think he. I think he's missing a lot of the spots this year. No. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Yeah, he's he's not locating as well as we've seen. And um, I want to go into talking about the stretch of games that the Rays are going on. I mean, we're playing Baltimore now. I think three or four, you know, series we're playing Baltimore. How important? Uh, for both of you guys to, you know, input, how important is this, you know, stretch going to be for the race playing uh, the Orioles, the twins, you know, teams that we should be, especially in this tight AL East race where, you know, the Mariners are playing the Yankees, you know, Blue Jays can get hot against the Red Sox. You know, how important is this stretch of baseball for the race? It's, it's going to be important not only for the race, but for the Red Sox, Yankees and Blue Jays. Cause the Red Sox, they lost the series against Detroit. Um, I'm not sure if they're playing them tonight, honestly, if it's four game, but I expected it to be a three game series. But no, they're facing Toronto today. It's going to be another. Yep. Series. But you're losing against teams like the the Tigers. Don't get me wrong. I like their young core. I like the young core of pitching. I like Soto. I like the rotation. Understood. You can't blame them. They're a hungry young team. But it's like when you're second, when you get swept by your, by your AL East rival, you got to pick it up the series after that. Right, which I feel like the Rays didn't do, but it's fine. They swept the Red Sox. That's a lot of energy that they spent. They were probably tired. That's something you could defend them in. But against Baltimore, definitely went three out of four, even better. Four game sweep. That is totally possible against the Orioles. And after that, you got Minnesota. Nelson Cruz goes back to the Minnesota right after to be traded. You got to pick it up. 
They don't have Jose Barrios no more. Maeda's picking it up, but we'll see. That's another series that we got to win. Then after that, you fly to – You got to beat the teams Park. like that. Yeah. Don't, we got to win these two series against Baltimore and Minnesota. We have to win to at least increase our AL East race because the Yankees are facing this team in Seattle. The Blue Jays, they'll be facing the Red Sox. Maybe the Blue Jays pick up their standings, which I think they will. I think if the Blue Jays win that series, I'm telling you what, it's gonna be it's gonna be scary. I'm telling you what. So we we win the games we have to win. Because let's just say our momentum slows down. We lose the Boston series in Fenway. But as long as we win these uh, several games on the road, we'll be fine. But I want to win these these next three, three. These three series, this road trip is probably going to be the most important road trip of the year. This month, right. in general, so huge because you got – and I, I actually I, – I told – I don't remember who I was who I was talking to before, but I, I told them as well, you want to build your lead as much as possible because we only have one series left against New York. And if it, it comes down to the wire, they're still a good team in the last uh, – their last uh, two series against them, we were two and four. That last series of the year is against them. Mm-hmm. That right. Attempt- right. I was just going to ask you if it was at the end of the year. Yeah, you're right. It's the last series. That's going to be probably the most important series in the year. If depends on how it, it goes down. Well, it depends on how it goes. But yeah, I mean, looking at it now, wow, it's going to be yeah, but- crazy. We're we're going to be we're going to be going to that, those games for sure. We got to win these games, dude, because our two last series in 2021 is going to be Houston and New York. <laughs> so yeah. pick it up, boys, because we don't know how that's going to go. And, you know, we're facing Baltimore, and then we face Boston. That Boston series is huge because you have to win at least two out of three and build your league because you don't know if they're going to get hot again. Well said. And right. you have to win these games against Baltimore. They're bottom-feeding teams. You have to win these games. Right. Well, I so mean, to- just, to, just to add, I mean, could you imagine if we got swept? I know that obviously everyone knows the story Rays and Mariners. The Rays have sucked against Seattle. That crucial game – you know, the last game we played, if we get going into that, you know, into this Baltimore series, I think it would have been a lot worse. I, I know that we got owned by them, but I think winning that last uh, series game really gives us a little bit of a boost, especially playing the Orioles. If we get swept in that series, it's a whole different mood for the Rays. It's, I think we have to win at, at a minimum. You have to win two. Um, right. At a minimum, you win two. And then, again, against the Red Sox, at a minimum, win two. Against the Twins, again, at a minimum, win two, because these are the series you need to win. And then after you face Baltimore again, then you face – then the biggest series, one of the biggest series of the year, we face Chicago again. And Right. That'll be, a dog, that'll be a dog fight. It's going to be a dog fight. And it just that's – a, that's a playoff team. That's a, like almost a guaranteed lock at this point, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That is a playoff team. If you can, if you come out of that series, you know that's that's still a couple of weeks from now. But if you come out of that series with like a, a series win, you get so much confidence. You oh, get the up. momentum boost for the Rays would be great, especially with spark plugs on the team. You're right. If if they win that series against the White Sox, it's gonna be a scary team going forward. Funny thing is with the with the Rays that we're so good that it's like when we go on slumps. It's like what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? I'm freaking out because that—that's how good we are. Is that it's you know, right? We're not used to losing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's what happened. When was it? June? We had that like seven game stretch where we Ooh, couldn't yes. win. Yes, I was so mad. Oh my god, that, and that, that was when the Seattle series was going on. That Seattle series was horrible. Shedlong Jr. Go, grand Slam off Diego. Yeah, I mean, gosh. But by the way, I want to talk about that real quick. Do we like the Diego Casillo move? Because no, no, no. look, okay. I, I, I I'm not it. saying I like it. I'm just asking. You know, I don't like it. Then I do because Chargois. I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Chargois. Chargois. It's JT. Chargois. You call him. You Chargois. call him the shark, baby. No, I call him the French guy. <laughs> he, he's got. You know, he hasn't faced high-level situations, and he doesn't have the, the experience that Diego does. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't he, have the track record. Right. He okay. does have a lot of potential. And I get he's 30 years old, but I feel like this is kind of a Nick Anderson kind of move. Uh, this reminds me a lot of Nick Anderson. And I'm not, I'm not trying to compare Sargawasa. Nice. No, no, I agree. I like where you're going to this. Nice. But yeah. Thing. In that, in that Diego – not uh, Diego. In that Nick Anderson trade, we traded – um, five relievers and Ryan Stanek, nice. and what we got turned out to be a lot better, and we have a chance to do that again. But Diego Castillo is it's just not better than Ryan Stanek. But Diego Castillo is not Ryan Stanek. That's the thing. Is Stanek yeah. a good relief pitcher? Yes, but he's not Diego Castillo. That's the thing. Okay. Right. Well, we. I think we fleeced the hell out of the Mariners. I mean, who knows? He already blowed one game. He already blowed one game, but he looked right. But I mean, he looked good against the Rays, though. We were watching that game. Yeah, he did. The Rays. He faced us. He's like, when he struck out, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jeremy, Jeremy going. Brandon Lau? Yeah. (laughs) When he struck out Brandon Lau, he looked at him and was like, y'all want to fucking trade me, bitch? Y'all trade me for this? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that was like, dude, we should never let him go. But I hope JC Shackle ends up well, dude. He's lost right. velo. He, I, I feel like this year is, you know, I actually wrote about this because I wrote an article after the day of the deadline, and I said this move could be really big for us or it could be really bad for us. It just depends yeah, on how. Yeah, very, very risky. Yes, very risky. Very risky move, but also you get more. I think you get more years out of Chargois, which is good. But well, and also, Diego was one of our highest paid relievers, anyways. I mean, maybe just let it go. I mean, that's it's not a bad move for the Rays, but yeah, especially with how we're doing this year, it was a little well, weird. You you have but also you have the room to do it. Well, also you get is Austin Shenson, and Shenson breaks in the minors. Yes, he's he one of the hottest break. minor leaguers right now. His right. bat is very underrated, and you know there's a few things he could tune up and mm-hmm. make him even better. But he looks really good, and you know he doesn't have a positioning hole, but that's fine. Because he has looked very good in the minors, and if he can even do a little bit of that in the in the majors, that's just a little bit more value get out of the trade. And well, I mean, look at the race just trading our, pieces, anyways. I mean, our pitching Chris Archer, Tyler Glasnow, Austin Meadows deal was arguably one of the best trades in MLB history. I, I mean, trust RGM. Oh yeah, um, for sure. They 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 always know something we don't. We got to give them credit for that. They know stuff that we don't, and. That's why I was – and that's why when I was, I was seeing people saying, oh, RGM sucks. He, like, how can you not trade for pieces? Like, how can you not no, – sure, no, He's good. No, that's stupid. But listen, like I said before, you know, if you don't – if you do trade for a big piece and then it doesn't help – it doesn't work out in the end, you trade, a piece, you trade your future for nothing in return, basically. And right. that after just trust the front office 
and you have to just sit back. And our pitching has so much depth. You know, you have Archer come back. You have Anderson come back. That is huge in its own. And, and I, I said this before on Twitter that having Anderson come coming back feels like a trade deadline acquisition in its own. Exactly. Oh, good. Well, not and, only yeah. that, but like Jeremy, I hope you could agree with me. We've we probably have the best bullpen in the in in the AL, maybe in the majors, with no names, right? These are no name guys, and they look like big time name guys, right? Right, like, dude. Well, who who the hell knew who Louis Head was? Exactly, and he's. Oh, I know he's. Yeah, he's looked really good. Yeah, that's sheriff crazy. dude. I remember when I used to despise Sheriff because he was so inconsistent for us, but he's been good. I'm like, he did great. No, but he did really good last year in his 10 games with the Rays. Though, he's got the lowest ball rate in, in the AL when it comes to bullpen, 302. Um, you know, it's that's the thing. That's... We have the space. We have the room to do it. We have the room to move pieces just because of how good Kyle Snyder is. Depth, yeah. I follow well, pitcher guru. Well, which is different about the Rays is, you know, everyone's mad about, oh, I'll make moves, do all this. You have the Rays who are going to be good for a long period of time, mm-hmm. right? They have the depth, you know, in the farm system and already at the major league level with the outfield, the infield, very versatile players. You give away pieces and you slowly dwindle it down, especially with, you know, not enough money to get players. Mm-hmm. It ruins everything. So the Rays are mm-hmm. at a position right now with their current team and farm system. They're going to be good during a long period of time. And not a lot of Rays fans are thinking about that right now. Another thing, I just want to bring it back to Sheriff. Ryan Sheriff surprised the hell out of me the last three appearances. Like that series against Boston, he really surprised me. And that save right. against Seattle, you know, his slider was looking very good and his fastball was looking very good. I think he struck out, uh, was it Devers or Verdugo? I don't remember which one it was. It was Verdugo. He, it was Verdugo, Verdugo for sure. He, threw a, he, he was throwing ballsy pitches and it just looked so good. And well, I was like, his you know, windup is so really deceptive. Hard. You can't, you can't really yeah. see, you know, his arm when he throws the ball, so you don't know what's coming out. Yeah, he's he's a great left-handed guy for sure. It's, it's under really hard to hit against the Rays bullpen. You know, they're the number one in AL and opposing average with three teams. So it's like it's really hard to hit against them. And when you do get hits, you're probably not going to drive anyone in. Look at the Red Sox series; they had the bases loaded twice. Kittridge got out of it, and he had full counts. He had full Kittridge. counts. That was the 3-0. 3-0. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How the fuck you pronounce his name? Same thing. Bases loaded. Struck him out. And he only used sliders. Only used sliders, bro. Only used sliders. Look out of it. That's all good. You could get a hit. You're probably not going to drive anyone in because your averages against us, they're horrible. I remember. You want to add something real quick? Seeing that Kittredge against Vasquez battle, I remember. You know, he was going – he was trying to get that double play. He was trying to get that double play so bad. He was putting the sliders in dirt. And I, w- and I remember seeing him. He threw the fastball twice up and in. And I remember being a full count. I was like, he missed on both his fastballs. He's not going to swing at that slider because he knows Vasquez is smart. He's not going to swing at that pitch. Right. He, he's going to walk. He's going to take it, and he's going to drive in a run. And I said, you have to throw the fastball here. And he threw the fastball and he located it perfectly and got that strikeout. And that's why Kittredge has surprised me so much this year. And it just, it's another guy in the bullpen that's like, damn, is there a single guy in that bullpen who's not good? Yeah. I think everyone that comes out of the bullpen, you're like, we're fine. Which I mean, in years, the Rays have always been good pitching, right? Everyone knows that the Rays are built on pitching. 
But in years past, there's still a couple of shaky guys. Even Kittridge, when he was with the Rays beginning years, he was not the best coming out of the bullpen. No. But now you got a team, really good bullpen, really good rotation. We get some bats back. You know, it, it's really going to be an exciting stretch of baseball for the Rays, especially we're getting pieces back as the year progresses. I also uh, want to go over real quick. Um, the like many people are like making a joke out of the Jordan Luplo and DJ Johnson acquisitions. Johnson hasn't looked that bad. He <laughs> he's looked great. Yeah, he's looked really good. But we also like we didn't give up too much, and Peyton Battenfield might be good. We don't know. How, I don't know too much about him. He's one of the guys in the. He's one of the guys there who I don't really know much about. But uh, Jordan Luplo has. Luplo just doubled, by the way. <laughs> Luplo just doubled just nice. now. Luplo be really good because he crushes lefties. Right. And well, we he's need... not an average guy. He'd be a good guy, like, off the bench, which I think would be good for the Rays, yeah. especially against a lefty in the later innings. That's a good pickup for the Rays. He could potentially go out there and play over Meadows, who hasn't been as good against lefties. You know, right. the guy who just, he hits better against lefties than a lot of the guys on our lineup, and – he has a major track record against lefties hitting them. And that's why I really like the acquisition of both guys. And DJ Johnson could be really good too. Well, dude, that's basically what we've been doing the whole deadline, getting pitchers and pitchers and pitchers who they just, people just let go. And we turned them into like the best, one of the, one of Superstars. the superstars. I know. That's and all insane. of a sudden they join other teams and look crappy to a certain extent. Cause like, like another name I could think of that that ended up being well after all is like Curtis, right? He went to Miami, he did good, yeah. and all of a sudden he gets traded because because another team found out was like, wow, he's actually good, right? But it's like you know, it's like we let like it's a repeating narrative. We let pitchers go at the right time, right? Because fucking Kitridge, right? I used to hate Kitridge a lot, a lot. He was he now, was bad when he now first he's started. my he favorite bad. reliever right now. Now he's my favorite reliever again. That's how good uh, Kyle Snyder is. He knows what the fuck he's doing. If it's not him, then it's someone in the statistics department or the analytic department or the scouting department. I don't know, but whoever it is, I need to find out. I need to have them on the show because, man, are they gurus? They know exactly what right. they're Well, it's also nice because our bullpen has so much depth. I mean, even if you go to trades in the past with the relievers, with Grant Balfour, you you know, Alex Colomay, Emilio Pagan, uh, Kirby Yates was with the Rays, believe it or not. I mean – there's a lot of relievers that, you know, we still have and we can give up because, you know, we have so much depth, but yeah, the Rays throughout the years. I mean, even if you go to a relief pitching that they've given away, have still been very productive. Uh, also uh, kind of off topic, but Rich Hill. And I know a lot of people don't like that Rich Hill trade because they don't get it. Cause obviously, you know, Rich Hill was kind of uh, not necessarily a favorite, but he was surprising a lot of us. And that's also a starting pitcher considering that's another guy that can fill in for Waka. No one likes Waka. Well, and it's it's uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Last start was bad, but before that, his first is two starts were pretty good. Waka. But but the thing is, I feel like we traded Richel is because we've got again too much depth. But there's like at the same time, there's not enough. Depth, was, but I, I gotta agree. I, many, I don't. I just many, don't like that trade though. I don't. I didn't like it, but like I felt like. Okay, am I going I, on a limb here? But maybe we should have traded Yarbrough instead of Rich Hill because Rich Hill's having a much better year than Yarbrough. Well, I mean, if you look at Rich Hill's last seven starts with the race, he had over a five ERA. I mean, okay, he and Sebastian were thinking best, about he's looking maybe good, they though. squeeze the last bit of juice out of Rich Hill. I, 
but I mean, that, I don't know. You know, Rich Hill, he never threw hard. And you know what really made me think, you know what, maybe in – I don't like to say – I don't really like to throw the word around washed on every single player – but that again, that game against Washington, where he allowed like the the like that first inning when he allowed the home run to Schwarber, that <laughs> at that, and I was like, you know what? He's throwing eighty nine down the pipe. What are you gonna expect right. from that? Oh, and I'm like, his his fastball, his his fastball in the beginning of the year, he obviously wasn't reaching fat like like major velocity. He's not gonna throw major velocity. He's forty two years old, but he was. It was the movement, and the movement wasn't there. No, right. it, it's there and you could tell from that and I was like you know what at this point trading him isn't that big of a deal I feel like you know what it's unfortunate we really didn't get much back for him right but well you were you were just talking about Schwarber you know Davey Martinez put Schwarber in the leadoff spot because you know even before his stretch where he hit what 17 home runs in how many games he was starting to do better so he puts him in a leadoff spot statistically and just through baseball history the leadoff hitter gets better pitches. It's harder to pitch. Kevin Cash started to put Randy in the leadoff spot. Even today, I mean, he has COVID, but today he was put in the leadoff spot. When Randy comes back, do you guys like him in the leadoff spot because of how you know, successful I do. he's been on the last leadoff run on a first pitch? I like him a lot there. Um, right. You know, that's what do you want? I mean, that's, that's what you want from a hot hitter hitting leadoff to do you good, to produce runs, produce I- hits you know, get on base. And he's been doing that. Like I said before, because before before we started talking, we were saying about the best hitters on the team. And we were saying, who do you think is the best hitter on the team? And we were saying it's either Meadows. I said it's either Meadows, Lau, or Rosarina. I'm fine with any of them being the leadoff spot because in the leadoff spot, you want the guy who's going to get on base the most. Right. And you want the guy who's, you know, who's going to capitalize on those pitches. You know, it used to be more like you put your speed guy at the beginning of the order, but you don't do that anymore, really. You put no, the guys it, in, right. and completely fine with going with either one of those three. A Rose Arena, I'm fine with because I think I don't remember if he did hit leadoff in the postseason last year, but I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think he did to be honest with you. Maybe a couple games, but I don't remember it was like a consistent basis he was doing it. I like it. I mean, when when Randy is hot, the offense is hot, right? Like, it's, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's what we saw in the Boston series, but like this offense. Ever since, like, we – It's good. All the wander, it, it's been looking a lot better. The only thing is I feel like we still struggle struggle here and there with runners in scoring position. Like, I mean, it's gotten a lot better definitely with Wander getting called up. You know, like, there's a reason why we call him up, right? Like, like I could tell our GM was like, dude, fuck, that was a bad Seattle series offensively. Let's uh, let's do something about it, right? But then all of a sudden, right now, Lau did what he, what he what we need him to do. That helped out a lot. And Austin Meadows, he's been doing good all year, in my opinion. Like after, even though he had a bad COVID year, but that's it's, it's fucking fine, right? Like it's COVID, know, yeah. Yeah, it's COVID. Man. Started off the year bad because because you know he he didn't have a spring training or shit. It was you know, but whatever. I mean, well, just well, like the Rays, now, the Rays are doing a lot. What the Reds are doing with India, Jonathan India having a breakout year. He's their highest on base guy, but he hits for power. He's statistically this year he's the best leadoff hitter in the MLB. I think the Rays when Orozarena gets back might do a little thing like the Reds are doing with India. You know, they're a hot hitter, uh, you know, at the top of the lineup, gets well, on like base, hits power. Hitting leadoff against a right-handed pitcher, though. I really do like him on that spot. I, I like him hitting leadoff against a right-handed pitcher because he murdered right. But honestly, man, 
Yo, Brandon Lowe's been doing good, really good. Even against left-handed pitchers, he's been picking it up. Against left-handed pitchers, he's, pitchers, he's been raking either way. He had a very big struggle against left-handed pitchers. You know, he was like, what, 7 for 70 at one point? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. very bad. Picking up. And that's what's the – that's, the, like, the big sign that's very, very, uh, you know, good to see. Because other than that, he was mostly just a platoon. But now he's starting to hit left-handed pitching, and that's – and as for Randy, I'm fine with putting him in a leadoff spot. And I don't even think he's – I don't even think we've seen the very best of him this season. And I don't think we've seen the best of him in his career, obviously. He's still very young. But I think – you know, he's hitting 400 over his, like, what, like last couple weeks or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think – I think he's going to even do better because as soon – and I've said this all year – his launch angle has been horrific. As soon as his launch angle, and it's starting to become, it's starting to get better and better recently. If when his launch angle starts getting higher and higher, it's gonna, he's gonna start rocketing balls out of the ballpark, and he's gonna, and all of a sudden you have postseason Randy, because he's right. always all hard. Well, same thing with Andy Diaz, bro. I think Andy Diaz just gonna mention that his launch angle has been going up. Right? I like that. He yes. uses those big ass biceps. He, he, you know, he produces well, and I like him, bro. I really do like him. I think he's a good bat to have. I, you know, I didn't, you know, honestly, Chris Bryant and Trevor Store being linked to us, like us not getting them didn't really put me down because the Andy's having a good year either way. Like, is Chris Bryant and Trevor Store better than Yandy? I mean, obviously, but it's like it came to a point where it's like not acquiring them was like, okay, it's fine. Like, we have we have our corner baseman there. And Joey Wendell was a great glove and he's an all star. Okay, yeah. I understand. Yeah, we got we got good platoon platoon yeah. players. Like I I've told Sebastian, Joey Wendell is a Brock Holt on steroids, pretty much. Can play yeah. everywhere. It, I said that, and from the rumors, Joey Wendell. If if we trade for Bryant, Wendell was gone, and that's why I said I don't like that because Wendell like has, he plays everywhere. He plays everywhere. He plays everywhere, and his defense, in my opinion, has taken a hit. But if we're being honest, Wendell's been very important to our team this year. Right. And well, you were talking about errors. The Rays since the All-Star break are first or second in errors. And you saw Joey Wendell and Brandon Lau look yep. horrible against the Mariners in the field. Not only that, but also just it, it takes me back to the Blue Jays series in Buffalo. When did we, I don't think we got swept that series, but I think we lost two out of three. And it reminds me of um, – of when Wendell threw the ball to home and it was bobbled and because he didn't make a bad throw because he just didn't make a good throw. And I feel like that was when it started to it take into effect. It's been kind of shabby for us really recently, but you know, I mean, again, it's like a slump slumps happen defensively, offensively, base running wise. I mean, it was going to be there. Like Wendell, you know, he, he had a bad series defensively against Seattle, but it's like, you know, it's shit happens, right? Bad throws, miscommunications here and there, but, I mean, we'll see what goes when it comes to defensively, offensively. Right. I'm liking it kind of like against Seattle. The offense was probably tired because of that big ass series against Boston. But it's like, okay, Boston, all those three games, great offensively. Against the Yankees, I didn't like those first two games. I hated those first two games. But again, left-handed pitchers, we ain't do shit. We ain't do shit against left-handed right. pitchers. And we need it to work because then, then like what is there's a reason probably why the Yankees got Heaney, right? Because like, what if we do face them in a, in a wild card? 
already going to start a left-handed pitcher. Well, the Yankees just always like left-handed pitchers. That's yeah, just how, I mean, look at even like shit, bro. Why the fuck would they do that? Like, they did do that just to kill us in the wild card game. That's why I do not want to go to the wild card game because what if they fucking start left-handed pitcher? Then we just score one run and we get like three hits. You know, like that's why I really don't want to win the division. Number one, because we get a, several days off. We get like a day off here and there. And then we use that day off, and then we don't have to lose in one game. Like, that's the only thing I know about the wild cards. Like, what if it's I, a bad game you're eliminating? I'm not scared about a wild card game. Look at the race statistically in wild card games. Yes. Okay, but uh, everything comes to an end. No, oh my. Come on. No way. Not only that, but let's be honest. Seattle's getting really hot. If And Seattle's in a position to overtake a team and get into the wild card race. If we slip down to the wild card and we have to face Seattle – I don't like that matchup. You know, one and one and six on the. Year. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to go to wild card, bro. Let's just do that to where we could just win in a couple of games. I don't. I don't care who it right. is about this. If we face. Not, I don't think. I don't think we're not confident in us in a wild card game. We just would like to win the division. Mm-hmm. We would. I personally, I'm not confident at all because, and I should have confidence. And it's just a personal thing because I just don't you like. You know, it's a one card because that game is obviously the most important game of the year because then it's win just one move on you could get eliminated because of one game because what if it's a it's just a bad game that your team played then what night came make it to the playoffs that's why i think us winning division would be a lot safe and most fans work like this when they're in the division slash wildcard race i'm pretty sure most fans would want to win the division because number one it's bragging rights right and number two you get a day a day or two off right it's, it could help out like you know i mean i think we'll win the division two either way i really do think so Bro, I think we do. It's like I what Jeremy said, dude. We got so many uh, uh, pitchers coming back. Nick Anderson's going to come back. All right. Like Ryan Thompson, you got transferred to 60 the IL, but he will be coming back, bro. Then uh, then Fireheisen's going to come back. Real, like, real quick. Let me just get the Rays IL up. Dude, it's, I, think it's, I think it's 15 right now. Well, 16 uh, with Randy at, now. It's at, annoying. At, it's really at, annoying, bro. And, and that's um, the thing, we still have the best performing bullpen in the majors, bro. Not just the AL in majors, period. We've still got the bullpen statistically. Well, yeah, other than yeah, other than maybe San Diego, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, if everyone's healthy, for sure the best. But I think right now San Diego might be a little Dude, bit. But that's better. the thing, bro. Imagine when everyone's back, because we've got a couple of big names oh, yeah. in there, like Nick Anderson. So then imagine how Kyle Snyder is gonna work for these folks, bro. It's gonna be great. And not only that, but Nick Anderson, honestly, bro, I don't mind him coming back at this time because what what was the problem with him in the playoffs? He was overused. Now that he hasn't been playing one game all this season, he, he well, the bullpen, the late. bullpen last the year bullpen going into the playoffs was overused for the Rays. Exactly. So then those big names like Colin McHugh is going to take a break. Kidrich has been taking a break recently. We didn't use him to end the game um, against the Seattle when we won. We finally won a game against them. So that was like Kevin Cash saying, you know what, take the break. We were going to give you like a three day rest, two day rest, and all of a sudden it's fucking working out, right? Yeah. Well, before we wrap it up, real quick. Colin McHugh has been a surprise for the race, and you see been, it with a lot of other teams. Should have been an all-star. Right. Well, Alpha. you see a trend this year, starting pitchers converting to relief pitchers. You see Kendall Graveman. You see Ian Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot of guys at the end of their career, they're moving to the bullpen, and they're We're succeeding because their stuff is well, good. Because we could finally have a replacement for Walker's. I don't I necessarily don't like Walker, but, I mean, then we got Kurt the Patrick going on. Then Colin McHugh comes back. Pete Fairbanks is going to come back. That's huge. Yeah, bro. And even Oliver Drake, bro, people 
don't understand. Oliver Driggs is pretty good. I don't know what's. No, he was great. Yeah, he's really good. But I hope he comes back, dude. I have it up right now. The IL, and these are guys. I'm just gonna eliminate the guys. I'm just gonna cross out the guys. There's a lot of sixty day ILs too. You have Nick Anderson. He's returning. JP Fireisen. He's returning. Archer is uh, set to return. Fairbanks is gonna be returning. Drake, we don't know about, but he's supposed to be returning. Ryan Thompson, we don't know. We don't know if he's returning on That's iffy. Colin McHugh is going to be returning. Jeffrey Springs is going to be returning. You have so many guys who are set to return. And right. it makes our team that much better. Right. Bro, bro, I, I want to go back to Springs real Orioles, quick. Orioles already winning 1-0 because of you all, bro. He's not – I just – I said at the beginning I, of the episode, he sucks against the Orioles, man. I'm watching right now, man, and I'm not – I'm the, the the hit he just gave up to Ryan Mountcastle and the – and like I said before, end of the bat loop, blooper. Like, that's yeah. – that, That's how Yarbrough, Yarbrough just loses games because of bloopers and uh, beating the shit. Well, it's, yeah, soft contact can help you, but yeah. it can certainly eat at you. Yeah, and our, our, our luck has been <laughs> not good this year. Bullpen's really good, bro. I just I want to see what's up with that rotation. Do they pick it up? Because I expect Patino to pick it up. I really do. I like him a lot. That start against the Yankees was great. The only thing is against left-handed pitchers, I don't like him. We saw it against Seattle and multiple teams. Left. His slider doesn't have that doesn't have that deep drive depth to drop against left-handed pitchers. His fastball is great, but then like you know, left-handed hitters fuck him up every time he faces them because he doesn't have that stuff yet. Like his well, can't, it's not that he just can't. He's not locating against them. Okay, I mean, even if you go to the well, Seattle that, series, slider looks so obvious. Like the hitters already see, just don't hit that slider because it, it I know, but drop like that. Go to the Seattle. I want hold on. I want you to go to that Seattle game. Every pitch against a left-handed batter, I want you to see where that pitch ended up. Okay, right in the heart of the plate. Left-handed hitters, bro. But they, against the Yankees, he did great. Why? Because the Yankees. Only have right handed. He made better pitches. He made better pitches. And and Gallo trade obviously, but Neil. And I think that's a major reason why he struggled last year in the majors. His his location wasn't good, and he has. And it's incredible how much potential he has. His stuff is electric, right? He could easily, and I um. That's why I think he's gonna be the someday. In his prime, he has potential to be a top five player, a top five pitcher in the game. And it's just because his stuff is that good. But this year, he hasn't shown it yet. And I'm not worried yet. That's mostly I'll because probably, I have high expectations for Shane McClanahan. I honestly think he's a number one pitcher right now. Shane McClanahan is. Yep. Shane definitely right now. Um, I think I would definitely agree. Shane right now is our best reliever with Glass now gone. Yeah. Before we end it, I'm going to go out on a limb. Blake Snell, when he was with the Rays starting out, really, really bad. Left-handed arm. Shane McClanahan started out shaky. He's going to come up. Shane McClanahan will be the next Blake Snell for the Rays. Yeah, well, he's the hardest-hitting left-handed pitcher in the business right now, said by ESPN when when we had the Sunday night baseball game. You know, he's great. But honestly, his, yeah. His stuff is – his fastball is just electric. Yeah, mm-hmm. his fastball is unreal. Yeah, and I thought when in his in his debut against uh, Oakland, we saw that in that strikeout against Kana. Yeah, that fast. Yeah, that was good. And we saw it again against I think it was Bogarts. 
Yeah, and the yeah, in the Boston series recently. Yeah. Stand. I want him to succeed. And he he has been succeeding. His ERA has been dropping, and I love to see that. But I'm honestly, man, what a pleasure to finally do something with you two. Uh Jeremy, you're always welcome on the show, man. You've got a great baseball mind and, and a growing baseball mind. That's the beauty of baseball. Like you, you like, you know, I, I've always said, um, I don't know it all in baseball. I've still got lots to learn. That's the beauty of it, right? Every day there's something new. There's a stat, there's there's a stat that new to learn. There's a record being broken every day. And that's the beauty of baseball. And we have to enjoy it with our podcasts, the sharing expressions, hot takes. But uh, honestly, Jeremy, it's been months, months in the making. It's months. finally. We've been trying for a very long time. And it's very nice to be able to get into one with you guys. Yeah, dude, and it's. Yeah, and we're it, happy to have you, man. Yeah, it's, it's good to, it's good to have, um, you know, young people like the Rays. Cause I feel like we needed it. Cause when I went to the Yankee series, I've never went to a Rays game against a big market team. And uh, wow. I was like, that was kind yeah. of. Like, I mean, even. I like, Shit, dude. Well, I know we're still going, but I mean, Joe Madden, when he was the manager, his comments every Yankee series were bad, and the fans were mad because, you know, it's 70 30 well, Yankees fans. Wrong. It's horrible. Like, he, he's not wrong, but we'll. we'll we're no, he's not at all. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, we're, to be we're honest. Gonna, we're going to pick it up because the way our team is succeeding is going to bring fans. I promise you. Um, uh, and no. in the new stadium. I don't know if the Trump will ever succeed. And that's against Yankee fans because the trap is located in a Yankee area. They're just more Yankee fans. Yeah, it's Steinbrenner. It's Steinbrenner Jr. I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> it, I just don't see it succeeding when we're Yankee series. And we're obviously gonna. I think we've done it before. And I think that's what we're doing now. Is starting to. We're starting to get more attendance against like you know the Yankees. And I understand a lot of that are Yankee fans. But I'm starting to think it's starting to become more 60-40 Rays. And right. that's what I'm – Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. And, I mean, we yeah, had, just this last weekend, 19,000 against the Red Sox, it was the most of the that, season. We had 20 – we had 20,000 plus against the Red Sox. You know, yeah. it, it was huge. Because – and you could tell from the, from the TV, too, you could tell – that was almost all Rays. Those were the hardcore Rays fans going to the game, bro. That's what people don't understand. You know who went to that game? Oh, dude, finally. Oh, yeah. Brother, Rays five when I go. So, but uh, to end in a positive note, we'll be fine. We're going to win AL East. Um, dude, we, we've got – the future is great. We're good now, and, if, and we're going to get even better years to come, right? Like, that's the beauty of the Tampa Bay Rays with their deep farm system. Like right now, right, they're going to get break. They're going to they're gonna be even better. They're going to make moves, find players like Yanni Diaz to succeed with them. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Jeremy, it was it was great having you on, man. Pleasure. Uh, yes, thank you for having me, and I'd uh, love to be back. Of course. Well, uh, to end it, man, of course, to the people hearing or watching, um, just please subscribe, uh, follow our Spotify. We've got so much stuff to to talk about baseball to me. We got we got two more videos coming after this, right after yeah. the Rays game. We got two more videos coming up. Yeah. Well, let's end it on a good note. Raise up. We've got shit to do. We've got games to win, and we've got people to beat, and we've got a World Series to win. Pleasure. Yes, sir.